Turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Shall we be on our feet? The book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run without, with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Santi yenso. Enam se ye wo adansi fo bebre ya ti se. A e kwa ye hon e shiye yi. Moma yen to adiswe biyarani bonia enche. Na e kwa ye hon shiya e si yen kwa enungu. Na yen fa buasito into apreprea e da ye nimunumu emrika. Infe jidiye mu kenifo eni uefo. Yesu ao o shwe eni jie dene nimu. Eto ne bo asi hunu asenua amane na wamu aniwo na wakotena nyankopon ahinwa nifa na mususu de oto ne bo ase etie entuetuano a ne boneyefo editua na no bebre no ho yie na mo amre na mokra antopiti amen amen shall we pray Father, we thank you for this moment. We ask that, Lord, you speak to us from these scriptures, grant understanding, build our faith up, and let the power in your word bring the changes that is needed in the life of your people. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Have your own way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Shall we be seated? I want to talk about something that is very, very important to us. Talking about something that we live with from time to time, and that is discouragement. It is easy for us to allow the pressures and burdens uh, of life to overwhelm us and cause us to despair. Discouragement is a killer. It has caused many to drop out of the church 
It has caused many to drop out of their family. It has caused divorce. It has caused many to, to separate themselves from their children. And many have quit on God because of discouragement. Discouragement has even caused ministers to drop their Bibles and leave the ministry because of the frustrations and challenges that they face. The great theologian John Calvin has this to say about his life, and I quote, In addition to the immense troubles by which I am so sorely consumed, there is almost no day on which such some new pain or anxiety does not come. Every day there's new things. That will cause pain, that will cause anxiety. Charles Spurgeon also had this to say about his own battles with discouragement. And he says, I quote, Discouragement creeps over my heart and makes me go with heaviness to my work. It is dreadfully weakening. Now, very much for so on us, not some more kind, say Abambo Ama Maya Bassa Nenti Samuqua Juma Cra. Now, my dream when I am a kissing Emma and Yaman Timin Koye and Mammy. As I speak, there are some in this room who are going through situations that have caused them to be discouraged, either in their workplace, either in their in their trade, other in their marriages, other in their spouses, or even in their children, they have been discouraged. If you are one of such people and you think you, you want to throw in the towel, in, in this race of life, I have good news for you. I want you to know that God did not call you to live your life in constant discouragement and frustration. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, Paul says, For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, 
Namom wa maye odo any adjimutie we have not been called to walk in constant uh, uh, discouragement. And so the, the Bible has a way out for discouragement. The Bible tells us of a plan by which when we walk through, we'll be able to overcome discouragement. And so I want to share with you how the Christian can overcome discouragement in the race of life. And and so my theme is overcoming discouragement in the race of life. From the scripture that is set forth before us, we'll be considering three-step plan that if followed, the Christian can insulate himself against discouragement. Such that when even it stares you in the face, you will still be an overcomer. Every Christian can overcome discouragement by committing to a life of faithful running. Verse 1 says that therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us also lay aside every weight and sin we cling so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. If we had to commit to a life of faithful running, First, it requires preparation. No one wakes up one morning and decides to run a marathon race. This is a kind of race that needs preparation. If you run a race without preparing, you'll either get muzzle pull or choked up in the middle of the race. So is the spiritual race that we are in. 
If we are to run well the race of life, we must prepare. How do we prepare? The writer of Hebrews enlightened us that we must have freedom from the weight that encumbers us. Anything that hinder us from running well must be laid aside. You look at the athletes who run. You never see anyone in suit running. You will never see a lady in skirt suit and pencil hill standing in the lane, ready on your marks and ready to run. Why? Because it is a weight. And it will draw the runner back. But instead, every runner loses himself or herself, such that what he wears, he or she wears, can be so light so that he can run fast and farther. Now, and he said, and this is a lesson for the Christian runner in this life. Anything that has more of you than Jesus is a weight. If you don't let it go, you cannot run well. Whatever has your time, whatever has your energy, whatever has your resources can be a weight in your life. If it is not dealt with, it can cause you to become discouraged in the race of this life. The writer again says we must be free from the sin that entangles. Again, it is a picture of an athlete stripping himself down so that he can run the race well. In ancient Greek, athletes who run the race run nude. They shed off everything. Can you imagine an athlete running nude? Why do they do that? So that nothing will entangle their race. It again speaks to us as Christians. 
Once you are saved, it does not mean that you are, are insulated from sinning. Being saved does not prevent you from sinning. Being saved. Well, yes, it will not prevent you from sinning. But the truth is that your sinning does prevent you from running your race. Yes, we cannot, we cannot, uh, uh, being saved does not prevent us from sinning. But when we decide to walk in sin, it will prevent us from running a good race. And so the writer tells us here that there are certain besetting sins. Those things that are of a particular problem to us. As individuals, the truth is that we know them. Paul is saying, if you will be successful in this race, in this life, in this Christian race, those sins must be set aside. We cannot catalog all the sins. But every individual knows the sin that is setting him or her and drawing him or her backwards. This is a weight. And the writer says that we must put them aside. It could be anger. It could be anything. That you know. Draws you back. It is like a weight upon you. Until we deal with that. We cannot run the race the way God wants us to run. The how do we do it? We need to remove ourselves from their presence. We need to get away from places where these sins can take control over us and can beset us. If you have a problem, a weight of drinking alcohol, you remove yourself from places where you will come into contact with alcohol. Sometimes the weight can be the weight of pornography. You need to Move away from places where you'll be exposed to such things. 
Sometimes when your weight is the weight of money, whatever money you see, you look here and there and you pick and inside your pocket. So the binswa. You need to run away from where money that does not belong to you is. Now we must guard ourselves from this attack. We must be radical and honest about the sins that afflict us. Until we address this, it will be a weight in our Christian life. It will draw us back in the blessings of God. It will destroy and close doors of your great potential in life. But we thank our Lord that God is ready to help us conquer such weights. My prayer is that you and I will be sincere and will trust God that in this matter that he will be able to take us out. If we live like ostriches, we put our head in the sun and we say that everything is okay. When people look at you, they admire your life. You have a good reputation in the eyes of the people. But when you reflect in your life and you find that there are weights yes that is the real character between you and God then you must do something about it. Because it can bring you discouragement. If not now in the near future if there are sins there are certain attitudes in your marriage life that must be let go you need to let it go because if not, it can be discouragement ahead of you. Sometimes sometimes God will help us conquer. He is ready to help us if we trust him. He will give you the victory over the things that hinder your race. You see, the truth is that sometimes these little things are stumbling blocks to our blessings. So we do not have to let the encumbrances of life and the entanglement of sins cause you and I to be discouraged in our race for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are always falling into fornication 
Sa abrigina muno ubakano na ubo ajamaya. The writer is telling us, let us put that weight. Do not be in places where you will be exposed to this. Do not be in companies that will force you into attitudes and behavior that can destroy you in future. There are some relationships that does not draw us close to God, but draw us away from God. It is a sin, it is a waste, a weight that must be shed off. But if we are able to do deal with us, we can run away race faithfully. If we are to run our race faithfully, it requires patience. The writer says we are to run with perseverance. The race marked for us. In fact, some believe that the book of Hebrews was written by Barnabas, the apostle Barnabas. Some also argue that it is written by Paul looking at the language. Paul walked with Barnabas. And so it could be either of them. Now, it's Barnabas here. Barnabas, uh, you didn't write the book of Hebrews. It is not you. <laughs> but you can use the book of Hebrews to run a good race. It requires patience. Run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. Listen, the writer says we are to be in a race. We are in a race. And this word means a struggle or a contest. Whenever you are in a race, you are in a contest, you are in a struggle. And this describes the road of life. Sometimes life is good. Sometimes the road is smooth. And, but sometimes we feel like we are running blindfolded. Our eyes are closed. We do not know where we are going. And it's a whole lot of problems. Our running is like running in potholes or muddy areas. There are times that life is a struggle. There are times life is a living misery. But 
a misery ayurahuo ayurahuo life is a misery and these are the times that the bible is calling on us when you get there be patient na sabre na trosem no ka kire yense say yedru tebia ti samu a esese nya botre of course god has not told us it will be rosy no krosem ne say onyankopon kan kire yense eniema nyina baye When life is difficult, remember that God has not called, told you that life will be rosy throughout. In John 16:33. John 16:33. It says, I have told you these things. So that in me you may have peace. In the, in the world you will have tribulation. In fact, the 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 uh, uh, NIV says that in this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Your troubles will not be there forever. That is the more reason why you must be patient in the race of life. Don't rush into certain things that you are not supposed to enter. Because Life by its nature. At times it's a misery. And that misery never lasts forever. Today if you are in a misery. Tomorrow you will come out. In Job 14:1, Job says Man born of a woman is of a few days. And full of trouble. Man is born for trouble. And so if you are going through trouble, Hebrew says be patient. Hebrew If you rush, the rush could be a weight that can sway you away from the Christian race that you are running. The word perseverance carries the idea of commitment to the race in spite of the obstacles or difficulties. Sometimes when you are going through a problem and it is said that we are having a fasting and prayer. Some will say, I have prayed and prayed and prayed. I can't see anything. 
And so let me sit my somewhere. It is a clear evidence that you have been discouraged on God. To the extent that you don't want to have anything to do with God in prayer. If you are walking through this situation. My prayer for you is that God will help you come out. And note very well that times and seasons will change. We are to run. Our, our journey is a long dash. It, it is a marathon. We can't afford to give up on the way. We can't afford to give up on the way. And so you need to be steady in life. Whether you are a husband, whether you are a wife, whether you are a child, whether you are, you, are, you are a businessman, whether you are a trader, in whatever venture that you are in, you need to be steady and patient. You need to, we need to make up our minds to be committed to the race that we are in. Make up your mind that nothing will prevent me from running a good, patient race for the glory of God. Why? Because we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. These are not spectators. They are heroes who have gone through this life. Who have faced troubles and trials and difficulties like we are going through. And they have been able to overcome. And these are the people who are cheering you up in the spirit. They say, keep running, you can make it. If we have made it, you can make it. And so the child of God must understand. No matter the difficulties, no matter the challenges, you can run your race in a good way and in a perfect way. The second step is that every Christian can overcome discouragement by committing to a life of focused running. Verse 2. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. As we run our race, we must be focused. As you live your life, 
You must be focused. Hallelujah. Amen. We are to be focused on the person of Jesus. The writer says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Look into Jesus. Let's fix our eyes on him. Why? Because the Christian life began with a look. In Isaiah 45.22 God said through him 45.22 Turn to me and be saved. All you ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. Turn to me and be saved. The moment we accepted Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, we, are, we were enlisted into the race, the Christian race, of this life. And therefore we need to keep our eyes on him. And when we do, he will help us to run the race. You look at verse 1. The phrase the race marked out for us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. It seems to tell us that each single person has his or her own race to run. I can't run your race for you. You can run my race for me. And so if I spend time looking at you. How well you are running. How well you are doing things. I am liable to become discouraged in my own race. If I compare my life. My life was somebody's life. I can get discouraged in living my own life. And so if I spend my time looking at you. If I spend my time concentrating on you. I am creating problems for myself. Why? Because I can't become defeated. Because I'm not doing well. I compare and I find myself. I'm not doing well compared to this man. Compared to this woman. And if you are not careful, you find yourself, instead of running in your lane, you'll be running in somebody's lane. And in sports, we know that if you run in somebody's lane and you are first, you are disqualified. 
Obia wo ba bia wonam eno nti se woda no ho kofa obi die mu mpo na wodi kan a yebunu se wo mrika no wanko bi sometimes if i look at myself and i look at the other person i can be filled with pride before because i think that my in running my race i am more successful than the other person na tore bi nso na se me am hwe me ho na me hwe obi a ebetumi amama ahohoa me ho Sometimes I can even be more discouraged when I think that the success of the person, another person's race is causing me to run at a very slower pace. Sometimes I have known women who have been intimidated and discouraged because the other store close to her is making so much sales that he looks at it, she looks at it, and she thinks that she's a failure. And before long, the business crumples and he binds the business up. Sometimes sometimes when this happens you are trying to run your race in somebody's lane I am selling foodstuffs. And another person is also uh, 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 selling maybe has a boutique. And I always see people going in and coming out and going in and coming out. And then I look at my people trickling once a while. You can be discouraged. And when you become discouraged, you will think of running in that person's lane. But that might not be the grace that is carved for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so if I keep my eye on you, I am creating trouble for myself. The only way we can run well is to be focused on Jesus. He is the only one we are running for. He is the judge of the race of life. He is the author and finisher of the race of life. If you look at him, you will finish your race in your lane. He is the only one who caused the race. And the only one to who watches us to progress in the race. Therefore, keep your eye away from the other races in this life. 
and focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. And Jesus alone. And you will run a better race. If you see life as competition, you will get choked in the middle of life. Some have put weight upon themselves because they think they are not like the other person. May the Lord help us to focus on the person of Jesus. Not only should we keep our eyes on, on the person of Jesus as we run, we also need to focus on the performance of Jesus. Listen, he finished our race for us. It is not the other person who finished the race for you. Jesus finished our race for us. As we run the race of life, let us take courage because Jesus has passed through this way before. He ran the race ahead of us. He has completed his race. And so if we focus on him, we will complete ours as well. Hallelujah. Amen. And this means that when we are running the race and we need help, he is the only one who can come in to help us. We must run. We must run. And face the pressures of life. And then call upon him for the help that we need. And he will come in and hold your hand in the race. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 says, Four. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hebrews Amen. Amen. Friends, he has been through it all. He is the perfect coach, therefore. If you want to run successfully, Jesus is the perfect coach. 
Sa upa sa utu emrika na udin kunim dia and ye yesu any ochrechrefoa wa ba chrechre amwadi san kunim no And so instead of looking somewhere else And ti sa uba dan wani ahwe ba Instead of looking everywhere else Ana sa uhwe ba biara no Looking for help Na uhwe emwa no May I suggest to you Any am pese me pai mu ka kire that you will find the help you need only in Jesus. Ewo Yesu Kristo munkuto na moa wuhia no. Only in Jesus. Wo Yesu mu na won sabeka. Again we need to understand that Jesus has fixed our race for us. Dey atosu bi ono so ne say esese ati ase say Yesu wa wie yen America tu na man. He is not only already he has not only already run our race. He has fixed it. And yes, sir. What two Yemrikano? Now, fixed it, yes. You see, it is like going for going for a match. A football match. football. That the scores are already determined. Ah, Sanya Mimimimesha. Some years ago. Abedi Pele's team. Abedi Pele, the team, no. In the north, what's the name of the team? FC Nyanya. They scored one one team ten nil. FC Nyanya. Aisha. Aisha, me and Mukromo. Thirty one nil. Aisha, Mukromo. Oko United. It was a fixed match. Our journey as Christians, the journey of life has been fixed. Why? Because Jesus has accomplished it long ago. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, 57. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He gives us present continuous. He gives us our victory. And so the race of life is fixed by Jesus. He has already determined the end of the race. And so if I'm running, I don't think and I fall down. I don't need to be there. I need to rise up and continue running. Because he has fixed the race. Whether I go with a supersonic speed or I go at a snail's pace. I am always a winner. 
And so no problem can retard you. Even if the problems come, you need to realize that I am a winner. And so I will easily push this problem aside. And I will not allow the problem to discourage me and keep me on the ground. My race is fixed. My lane is given. My lane is given. What he expects of me is to run my race faithfully. Because he has determined the end. Right from the beginning. If you are a child of God, you are already a winner in this life. You must believe it. Jesus has done it. Jesus has fixed it. Sometimes because we do not appreciate or we do not understand what has been done for us, we easily back out. Sometimes we even give up on our children. As for this boy, as for this girl, this daughter of mine, I don't think she can change. As for my husband, as for my wife, I don't think she can change. And so some will not run the race and finish the race of marriage. They could be pastors. We hear pastors divorcing their wives. And we hear Asafu Mahamis divorcing their husbands. I had to address a problem in Takradi when I was, I was there. There was this pastor. Before he was going to marry, they, they, they counseled him that this lady, hmm, this lady, I don't, she's not a Pentecostal. She will not understand your ministry. He said, that is what God is leading me. She's the one God is leading me to marry. And in the course of the marriage, one day the woman got up. I'm not ready to marry again. Since I married you, I cannot go to the pub. Any entertainment center, you can, I cannot go. You are frustrating me. And you, are, you want to submerge my interest in this life. And senior pastors encouraged her, talked to her. She said, I will not marry. Darkness has nothing to do with light. 
He, the pastor, did not find his lane. He could not see that this woman is above temperature and pressure. She became a weight, a thorn in his flesh. And as I speak, they are divorced. And with Assemblies of God, we have a nice policy. If you leave your wife, oh yeah, the door be your face. If your wife leaves you, oh yeah, the door be your face. Why should your wife leave you? And if even you are allowed to stay, know that you will sleep on your cold bed till your retirement. If you want to come back, go and resolve because we must be an example to the flock. God has called you to be a winner. Identify your lane. And run your race. Last week, I think I was asking, I was asking ourselves what God has called you to do. You must know clearly. If you don't know what God has called you to do, and somebody's life is influencing you. You may be running in somebody's lane and it can bring frustration and it can bring discouragement and you can give up. I need to run my race with perseverance and patience. Why? Because I'm not competing with anyone. This is my own race. Fixed and carved by the coach who called me into that race. And he says, all you need is to start because you have already won. You are a winner. Why look at somebody? When you run in your lane, you will be declared the winner. If another person runs in his lane, he will also be declared the winner. At the end of it all, we are all winners. But the only thing is that I tell myself I want to do well so that I will not give up in the way. 
And uh, so that at the end I can say with Paul. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have the, I have kept the faith. Now what is left is now my crown. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to focus on Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We are in a world that is so competitive. That is so full of stress and frustration that if you don't understand the Christian life, you will create a lot of burden onto yourself. Yesterday, on Friday, there was a discussion on the Joy News by one doctor, and he was talking about hypertension. And he tried, he tried to explain that some of the causes is hereditary. If it comes from the family, there is a tendency that if you don't take your diet well and that blah, 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 you can then he said these days what is worrying is that hypertension that used to be the disease of the aged this day you find 35 people being diagnosed as hypertensive now I say 40 years hypertensive. Sometimes even 30 years. Even 25 years. And he says the major causes. We stress ourselves. As a young man, you look at your other friend, young man. He's making it. And you look at yourself, you condemn yourself. And you start thinking and thinking and thinking, how can I be like him. You put stress on yourself. And when you put stress on yourself, if you are not able to overcome it, it brings discouragement and thinking and thinking and you can end up having a disease. Hallelujah. Amen. You have your own race. You have your own lane. Tell yourself, I will run in my lane. You see, we, we advise ourselves. Uh, run in your race, but we don't run in our race uh, lane. Uh, so. We say it. There's a race that I must run. There are victories to be won. Give me power every hour to be true. 
You have a race to run. I have my own race to run. And so if you compare yourself to me, perhaps you will not be able to make it. I can frustrate you. Why? Because my race may require so much speed and so much energy. You may not have an equivalent speed and energy. And if you want to compare myself, yourself to me, you will get stuck in the middle for breath. There are times in life we have we have heard hey as osume say your bus as in the back of abraboni america he starts and everything works well for him pa, 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 pa. but within a short period he has finished his race and he's gone but who say nipa bi o hono bus as in suru abraboni america tuo bibia ye and tem 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 emritia bia pe wawie ni ni america tuo no but your the race that is cut for you you need to jog you don't need to speed if mine is jogging and I decide to run uh, the Kenasamwa's race whilst he's running. If you are not careful, you will lie there and call for ice Genki. Because you are trying to run somebody's race. Hallelujah. Amen. The final step. Every Christian can overcome discouragement by committing to a life of fulfilled running. You see, because of what Christ has done, we don't have to be, life shouldn't be a discouraging venture. Life must be fulfilling. Sometimes people say, we are saying yet there. People used to say, Sweetness, no day for the world. But life is to be a fulfilling one with Christ as our focus. If, if we are to commit to a life of fulfilled running, we must have the fulfillment of remembering. We must have the fulfillment of remembering. When discouragement begins to seep into your life, remember that Jesus did it for us. Jesus 
accomplish it for us. And with the Lord in your corner, you are always a winner. No matter how time, situation, time retards you, you will end up a winner. In Romans 8.31, Paul says, what shall, 8.31, what shall we then say of these things? Mm -hmm. If God be for us, who can be Against us. Paul When dark days come, remember him. When dark days come, remember him. And also remember the fulfillment of reward. He has already run the race for us. He has paved the way for us. He's already at the Father's hand, right hand. He is a winner. He has rewards in his hands. Let me remind you when the dark cloud of discouragement penetrates the horizon of your life. Remember that what Jesus enjoys is also your portion. He says, I am going to the Father and I will come back and take you unto myself. He is a rewarder. He will reward you. If today things are Difficult. If today things are bad, keep running the race. Keep being faithful. He holds the final certificate. And the truth is that he has not declared you a loser. Just keep your lane. Put your weights aside. And run the way you should run. Being faithful to the race. He will reward you. Listen. Your labor will never, never be in vain. We have a group of people in the church who have taken it upon themselves to go visiting others at their own expense. They've visiting new members who are coming in. That is a race they are running. And God will reward them in the fullness of time. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. May you find your reward 
in Christ. When something happens and you are about to be discouraged, remember there is a reward ahead of me. If you are consistent, if you run the course of your race in the right way, he will never disappoint you. May the Lord open our eyes. Help us to shed off every weight and every sin. May the Lord help us to focus on Jesus. And not to look at how fast somebody is running or how slow somebody is running. In the race of life with Christ. The slogan should be Chop your own house matter. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, you see, you 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 have been called a winner already. And across some of say, Would ye frown say what in kunim dada? It's just like we have a lot of people at a particular place. And they are giving out gifts. And the truth is that anyone who is called will receive a gift. And once you have been called, it means no matter what, your gift will be received. You will receive your reward. You will receive your gift. Even here. And here after. Hallelujah. Amen. A new kingdom that is coming. You receive your reward there. And you receive your reward here. May the Lord keep you and strengthen you. And help you to be focused. Because the challenges and the competition is too much in this life. But if you look to Jesus, you will make it. Shall we bow our heads? I want you to talk to him. Is there anything you feel discouraged in? Tell God, I know the truth now. Help me and encourage me. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's a race that I must run. There are victories to be won. Give me power every hour to be true. Keep me true, Lord Jesus. Keep me true. Keep me true. 
Lord Jesus, keep me true. There's a race that I must run. There are victories to be won. Give me power every hour to be true. There's a race that I must run. There are victories to be won. Give me power. Father, we thank you. We know we have a race to run. We know we have a lane to run through. Yes, Lord. But there are obstacles sometimes that come our way. Mm. Our prayers that give us power. Yes, Lord. Every moment to be true to the race, our calling. Amen. And the Lord God at the end. We will walk in our victory and we walk in our reward. Yes. If there is any area in our life that is bringing discouragement, mm. Lord, we lift it up to you. Jesus' name. I will say, have your own way. Yes, Lord. And that Lord help us. Yes. Not to give up in this life. Yes. But to look unto you, the author and finisher of our yes, faith. Yes, Lord. Because you have won the race already for us. May your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.